Shalom, and welcome to the Tanya, the Messiah, and You, a daily broadcast that seeks to connect the teachings of Hasidut preserved in the Tanya, written by Rabbi Shnur Zalman of Liadi, with the teachings of Yeshua of Nazareth, thus invigorating our Messianic faith with the beautiful teachings of Hasidut. Today we're going to be concluding chapter 34 of Likotei Amarim, which comes at the end of the Alter Rebbe's solution to depression, sadness over past failures, and spiritual emotional insensitivity, which are all obstacles in our service to God. From chapter 31 all the way to this point, the Tanya has introduced several methods for overcoming these obstacles and increasing our joy, which is not only necessary for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but it's an essential element in our service to God. As it says in Psalm 100 verse 2, that we have to serve the Lord in joy. As well as Paul mentions in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16, that we are to be joyous continuously. And this is all the more important during this month of Adar, specifically the month of Purim. Because on the Jewish calendar, when it says when Adar comes, Meshik Nas Adar, when it enters, Marbim Basimcha, that our joy is to increase. This is the words of our sages. And why? Because this month of Adar was decreed for death and sorrow for the Jews by the wicked Haman. But God ultimately turned everything upside down, or should I say, right side up, thereby reversing the decree and transforming Adar into days of feasting and gladness, according to Esther 9.22, which is an incredible picture of the final redemption and a reminder that God can easily turn the tide at any moment in our personal lives. During the month of Adar, when we receive and live out this reminder, our joy is naturally increased. Therefore, up to this point, and as we have discussed over the last couple days, the process towards increased joy is to make for God a temple within our lives. First, we talked about creating a temple within our mind through the study of His Torah. And where we fail in this, because we have to be occupied with work and with family and everything else, we are able to make for God a tangible temple through the usage of our finances and the energy that we expend in our everyday life. Therefore, we go into this and talking about the increasing of joy, just because we talk about increasing joy doesn't mean that there isn't a place for sorrow, for sadness, as these two emotions are not mutually exclusive. And this is what the Tanya begins to talk about in this section. He states that all the specific types of joy enumerated above do not preclude one from being shamed and despised in his own eyes or from having a broken heart and a humble spirit, even at the very same time of his joy. How is it possible to be both disgusted with yourself, as it says in Psalms 15:4, and yet you know, having this brokenheartedness, experiencing sadness, experiencing regret and being of a humble spirit, all of which are aspects of sorrow, all the while being filled with joy. The Alter Rebbe explains that the shame and so on is prompted by the body and by the animal soul, while his joy is felt on account of his divine soul and the animating spark of godliness clothed within it as mentioned above in chapter 31. In other words, the source of each emotion is entirely different and therefore capable of coexisting within us. The emotion of sorrow is linked to the body, the animal soul, or the flesh as Paul refers to it. And our joy is connected to the godly soul, to the spark of godliness within, and to what Paul refers to here as the spirit. And this is what we read in Romans chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, where Paul reads that I find the principle that evil, that is that this animal soul, this evil inclination, this fleshly nature, that is present within me, the one who wants to do good. 
Why does he want to do good? Because of the godly soul, the spark of godliness, and the spirit of God within him. He says, For I delight in the Torah of God, that is the Torah that commands us to serve God with joy, with respect to the inner man. What inner man? This, this speaks of the spark of godliness, the spirit of God within. But he says, I see a different law or different nature in my body parts. That is the animal soul, the evil inclination, the flesh. And it's battling against the law or the nature of my mind. That is, via Torah study, Paul has made his mind into a temple for God. But the fleshly nature and the animalistic soul within him brings him into bondage. As it says here, bringing me under bondage of the law or the nature of sin. That is a, a kind of bondage that leads one to excessive and misplaced sorrow, which is in my body parts. Therefore, it is understood that these two emotions of sorrow and joy are permitted to exist simultaneously within us because they derive from two different laws, natures, or souls. Which is why the Tanya concludes chapter 34 with a quote from the Zohar. Weeping is lodged in one side of my heart and joy is lodged in the other. Now, the context for this quote. This statement was spoken by the second century Tana, Rabbi Elazar ben Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, whenever his father taught him an insightful mystical Torah teaching regarding the destruction of the temple, which simultaneously caused weeping due to the heightened awareness of the temple's destruction, but also joyfulness of the heart over having obtained this amazing revelation of this Torah insight. Whenever we also reach this state of spiritual and emotional maturity, we'll also be capable of feeling and dealing with both sadness and joy at the same time, utilizing them both in the service of God without one becoming an obstacle to the other. In other words, we too should strive for this kind of maturity. However, for those who are still incapable of feeling and dealing with both emotions at the same time in their service to God, they should utilize the sorrow, the shame, and the brokenheartedness as fuel toward repentance, which will in turn increase one's joy. As Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, grief that God wills brings a repentance that leads to salvation, leaving no regret, but the world's grief brings death. Therefore, we should use our sorrow to serve our joy, leading us to more study, more charity, and a greater turning away from wicked behavior, until both emotions are capable of coming to a place of coexistence in our service to God, thereby elevating both emotions to a place of holiness. Having sorrow over the status of the exile, and yet also immeasurable joy in the revelation of the Messiah, the study of Torah, the partnering together for the purposes of fulfilling our divine mission, and the soon coming final redemption, when everything will be turned right side up. Thus is the end of today's Tanya portion.